Welcome to New Life Horizon Church. The service is already in progress, and if you wish to contact us, you may dial 469-333-0397. If you wish to subscribe to our SoundCloud, it's soundcloud.com at New Life Horizon Church. Welcome.
Colossians 2, it says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has been taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them no one can thwart the plans of God no situation nothing and so we recognize, Lord, that you are God all by yourself. You don't need any help from us. You are the most high God. You're sovereign. Your providence takes precedence over everything. You're an on-time God. You're a faithful God. You're a God that cares. You're the God that never slumbers nor sleeps. You're a God who is faithful from before creation to the end of eternity. It is impossible for you to lie. And therefore, we come to you with hearts full of gratefulness of who you are. Recognizing, God, we can stand on you, stand on your word, believing your word, because in season and out of season, you are God. Nothing changes that. It's impossible for you to change. And so we can come to you, God, with all our situations recognizing, Lord God, that you knew about them before. We can pour our hearts out to you. 
Thank you, God, that you're God all by yourself. Thank you that you don't need any help. Thank you that you have given us another day to come and to worship you in spirit and in truth. And so we come with hearts that are humble towards you, recognizing who you are. To those who are listening online, who you may not know the Lord, and at this time, you want to turn your life over to him. You have heard our singings. You have heard our praises unto him. You have recognized that you are not a child of God. And you are in need of a savior. We ask you to bow where you are. To say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have gone my own way. I've done my own thing. I have desired my desire and, and not you. I've just focused on me, myself, and I, and my family. And Lord, I want to follow you. I want you to be my father. I want you to be my guide. In Romans 10, In Romans 9, verse 10, it says, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you will be saved. So confess with your mouth right now that Jesus Christ is Lord. Ask him for forgiveness and hand your life over to him. It will be the best decision you have made in your life. And if you have done this, we just want you to, to give us a call at 469-333-0397. And we will rejoice with you and we will pray with you as you come. We will continue our worship with our tithes and our offering. For those who wish to give online, you can give through our PayPal account at newhorizonmin at gmail.com or you can use our cell account with the same email or as I just share our telephone number it's 469-333-0397. Uh, we wish to just read the scriptures because everything we do here, we try to hold fast to what God is saying. And in Proverbs 3, it says to us, I will go... It, it's, it's really from verse 9 onwards, but I'm going to start from verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes, Fear the Lord and depart from evil, for it will be health to your flesh 
and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Lord, even as we have read your word, let your word go out and never return to you void. It says in Malachi, test me. So, brothers and sisters, if you want to test the Lord, this is the area to test him in. That's the only place in the Bible he tells us to test us. He to tell us, test him with our monies, with our earnings, with the sweat of our brow. We give back to him. So we just want to play a selection as you give and give with a cheerful heart. Give and it will come back to you, pressed down, shared, running over. Men shall give into your bosom. and for the offering that we have received, Lord God. We want to give you thanks. We want to bless your name because you are the one that gives seeds to the soul. You are the one that gives us the power to get wealth. You are the one who gives us the strength 
to be able to go out and work. You are the one who gives us the ideas and the witty inventions so we can create and we can make money. So we give it back to you. We pray those who gave, Lord God, that it will be returned to them a hundredfold, fiftyfold, thirtyfold, seventyfold. It is your choice, not ours. We pray, Lord God, that the funds will be used for the furtherance of our kingdom, for your kingdom come. For the furtherance of your kingdom, Lord, for your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we want to remember those who are missions on the field from our congregation that is out in Kenya right now. We just want to continue to pray the covering of the Lord over them. Lord, that you would be with them, that you, Lord God, will go before them and make crooked paths straight, that you, O God, will be their shield and their refuge, that you, O Lord, will be their rampart, that you, O God, would work through them, in and through them, give them word in season and out of season, that you, Lord God, would cause your Holy Spirit to move upon the different hearts, Lord God, that men and women will come to know you as Lord and as Savior. As the crusade is, is going on, and I think it's finishing today, that the Lord, Lord God, will be with them and empower them and strengthen them afresh, that every man and every woman that hears their voice that speaks of your goodness, Lord, that their hearts will be turned towards you and they'll come to know you as Lord and as Savior. These mercies we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We also have um, another mission um, coming up in me if you're interested again you know our number it's 469-333-0397 and this trip this time is going to jamaica um the land of our birth <laughs> and um i think there's a trip also coming up in for haiti we're not sure the date yet and there is also a mission trip for Florida. Florida is a retreat, it's not a mission trip, so um, get yourself ready. And um, if you wish to come or you wish to, to give to those who are going to the mission fields, just give us a call. So have a blessed day and enjoy the service as we continue to worship with a sermon, Brother Kirk. Nobody stopping me shine. They try to break me, try to take me out, but I got Jesus on my side. So bad I thought of dying. But ain't no one was wrong, and ain't no one who came and laid down his life. Only no more.
Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, church. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Before I begin, I want to do some big ups. Uh, I hope they are listening. I sent them the link. So I got reconnected with some cousins I haven't seen in a while. And um, I tell them I'm going to send the link to the group and I'm going to call them and make sure they're listening. So, to Cousin Jermaine, God bless. Um, to Cousin Rajiv and Auntie Pauline daughters, I don't remember your names, guys. Send me the names again, all right? And to my sister Lisa, and to Ray, and to Opton and Tracy. Well, what I can say about Opton is... Um, He's a very um, adventurous person. And um, I tell you, it's a blessing to have him. There was never a dull moment. Um, so bless you, all the cousins. And I hope you're listening. And happy Sunday to everybody. And thank you, guys. Um, we need to link up some more, and I will talk to you later. But I want to make you, let you know that we love you and um, we pray God's blessings. Uh, wherever you are, we, we, we had some wonderful times growing up. Um, the summers was always something that I look forward to. And blessings and blessings on everybody. Um, as we continue the, the series, it's called God, Work, and worship and we are in the part four um, of this um, this series um, it's such a wonderful thing I did some research online and they actually have conferences with a similar naming I said oh my god I never knew that existed but thanks be to God they have a, a conference called work as worship and it's also based in Dallas we're one of the speakers, actually. He's the lead pastor of the Village Church in Dallas, a church that I visited. I think they have like six or seven locations. And um, I think it's Matt Chandler's name. A wonderful, he did a wonderful presentation. And um, it's so funny that when you, when, when this, some of the stuff that he mentioned was um, the similar stuff I was researching, not knowing until now what he was doing. So. We realize that God is speaking and we have to listen and pay attention. So let, let, let us pray and as we continue to worship. Father, we thank you again for today. This day that you have given us. You have given us this opportunity to redeem time. And for the things that we didn't get to do yesterday... 
As you remember, yesterday is gone. But today I'm in need. Today we are in all need of your grace. We are all in need of your love. And we are so thankful that you're here with us today. As we can come together as a group to lift you up in this place. So that all men can be drawn to you. Lord, we thank you for the sacrifices and the love that you have shown us and the idea that you are with us. In spite of where we are right now, you are still God and we honor you. So Lord, help us to fill our mouth with praise and thanksgiving in wherever you have placed us. And remember to thank you always. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Yes, blessing one and all, blessing. I, I want to do a quick wrap-up of what we did last week for those who are just joining us. And for those who are online, we, we are so thankful that you're able to listen whatever time you get. I know everybody's busy. So that's the idea that you can go on the SoundCloud um, account, which is www.soundcloud.com. And you can listen to any other topics or the sermons in which... It, it should bless you. I will know it is going to bless you and, and it should challenge you also. And um, if you have any questions or if it's something that you don't understand or if it's something that you don't really agree with or, or you have a, a different point of view, we will really love you to give us a drop-in. You know, some person said, don't, don't know, we don't want to email, but we want you to email us. We want you to, to even challenge us. Even if something that I said or any one of the speakers said that you have more information on or you're not clear, drop us a line at newhorizonmin at gmail.com. Uh, or if you're, if you're even in the Texas area or anywhere you are, you can even give us a call. Or even text us if you don't want to call. It's 469-333-0397. All right, let us begin. So the topic... Uh, of the sermon series is called God, Work, and Worship. And in part three, um, I did a, a smaller top um, subheading calling it the five things you should quit. They have this um, movie on this series called The Top Five. And the top five is always a question like an icebreaker if you're going to talk into somebody you don't know or if you have small conversations, and it's always like, what is your top five? And the top five could be anything. So like in sports, we, go, we, go, we would say like in basketball, who is your top five players? And you know, there, there's going to be a lot of debate because somebody, their number one might not be the other person, number one. Especially when we think about our dearly departed Kobe. Uh, Bryant and he's compared to Michael Jordan but you know we're going to say who's the greatest of all time and either one of them will say the other person is the best player but it's kind of hard because one person will mimic the other person so whoever comes first will be the greatest of all time and even Mr. Jordan even he doesn't consider himself greatest of all time he said his brother was the greatest player that he ever known and he would be always working to, to beat him because his brother was so good. And his brother is not even as popular as he is. 
And he said, yes, who's the greatest? And he said, his brother. So five things. So it, let me set the timer also just to remember and um, make sure that I don't exceed it because it should bring an alarm. And then I think after that, I'll, I'll have like five minutes grace period. And we thank God for the timing. So let us begin. The five things to quit. And this is February the 23rd. This is a Sunday. And for those who are there, New Year's resolution, you can add this to it as we continue. First, number one, trying to please everyone. And then we, we talked about trying to please God. Number two, fearing change. What change looks like. What the idea of something that's unexpected in life because as we live long and we experience life there's going to be a lot of changes our body's going to change her our look might change our perspective might change the things that we believe when we are younger that we could conquer the world or we could do this or we could do that um, you get older you kind of change that outlook you kind of adjust it but fear in change and then we said, uh, the next one we're going to go in today is living in the past. And then number four is putting yourself down. And number five is overthinking. You're overthinking a decision, especially the Lord tells you to do something. I mean, some of us have to like match it out or if they can't see it, they can't do it. And the Lord said, no, I want you to quit that because... When he's doing a, a quick or, or a move, it is just by obedience only. Yeah, I could write that down. That could have been the next one. Just, just by obedience only. If we say that we love him, if we say that we know him, especially if we're walking with God for a while, we have to understand that we can hear his voice. We know his voice. And if we don't obey his voice, it is blatant disobedience. Because the Lord will say, you know better. And he's going to judge us accordingly to what we have known. And for those who are listening and I know you're challenged by life and you don't understand this God thing. What is this? What is, there? What is he saying? I don't understand. My life is okay. If it is okay, it can get worse and it can get better at the same time. So guess what? We have an enemy and he's out there and he doesn't want to, he doesn't want you to come to God. He wants to make it the hardest possible. And even when you're getting to God, he wants to make it miserable. He wants to tell you that God don't love you. God don't care for you. And he wants to bring you back because he is lonely in, in where he's going. His destination is hell permanently. And our mission here on earth is to bring people out of darkness and bring them into light. And we know it's a challenge. We have a lot of challenges with culture, with religion, with where you grew up in, with city you're born. And we notice the, even the media doesn't want to um, acknowledge God. But we want to say God is good all the time. Even if we don't agree, God is still good. So I want to read you a note. And we're in number three, living in the past. 
I saw this, I saw this online and I kind of smiled. I said, wow, I realize God is in everything. People sometimes don't even want to admit how far God will get to even change words and ideas. So I'm going to read um, a small um, three, three paragraphs. And I want you to listen carefully if you can. And then you're going, you, you even go, you probably, if you're that person, you probably will, will know what I'm saying. And it goes like this. For all those times you stood by me. For all the truth that you made me see. For all the joy you brought to my life. For all the wrong that you made right. For every dream you made come true. For all the love that I found in you. I'll be forever thankful, Lord. You are the one who held me up and never let me fall. You are the one who saw me through and through it all. You were my strength when I was weak. You were my voice when I couldn't speak. You were my eyes when I couldn't see. You saw the best that was inside of me. You lifted me up when I couldn't reach. You gave me faith because you believed. In everything I am, it's because you love me. You gave me wings and made me fly. You touched my hand so that I could touch the sky. Even when I lost my faith, you gave it back to me. You said there is no star that you won't reach. You stood by me and I stood tall. And I had your love. And when I had your love, I had it all. I'm grateful each day that you gave me. Maybe I don't know much, but this is what I know is true. I am blessed because I'm loved by you. You were always there for me, the tender wind that carried me, a light in the dark, shining a love in my life. You have been my inspiration through the lies you were the truth. My world is, is a better place because of you. That is so, what we call it, poetic. But some of the words were um, changed around for the aspect of the thing. But what I realize, this person is saying that because of who that other person is, they are so thankful for them being there for them. And this, is also, this was taken from um, Celine Dion in the song that she did, Because You Loved Me. 
So we want to, to switch it around and, and see because God loves us. Because God loves us, all of those words are true. Were you, in, were you ever in a dark moment and he was the only one you could call on? And he said he will answer when we call because that's the relationship that we have with him. That he loves us so much. He sees our future and he sees our past. And the love that he has given us, it will always last. Because he placed his son on that precious cross and his name is Jesus, the one we will see at last. It is such a blessing that we will see his face. It is such a an anointing that we embrace his grace because we are here and we know our time is limited we're going to love him with all that we have and we're going to move away from our past and we're going to step into the future with everything that we have because in in our our text for this section is isaiah 43 and before we get into the test text I want to read us um, a quick um, note that I made I said it said can you imagine with me a runner running a race and they hear footsteps behind and they turn around to look and as they turn around in, in, in turning around as we understand what physics is and the action of force and velocity they will have to slow down to turn around. And when they turn around, the person behind them will run past because they're focused on what is ahead. So it is that if you're living in the past, you can't live in the future at the same time. Both does not coexist. It cannot coexist. If you're in the past, you are wasting time because your future is running ahead of you. And because you are, always, you are looking back, you have to stop to look back while the future continues. And then you have to try to catch up time or trying to redeem time. Have you ever ha had a conversation and when you, if you get out of the phone and you say to yourself, oh my God, that was a waste of time in which I can't get back. So it is that if you look in the past, it will cause us to, to lose heart. This is what looking, the, looking in the past looks like. Looking or living in the past causes negative thoughts and emotions. But it does not only affect your mind, it also affects your health. It causes you to live, to live a life of stress, anxiety, depression, insomnia, um, they said weight gain and anorexia in, in which you're not eating properly. You will feel tired all the time and you're not able to stay productive at work and you're not able to enjoy life and all the little things the Lord has given you. So we want to, to be mindful that Living or looking in the past 
will cause all of these um, effects to be upon us. And then we, we, we can even um, think back and we, we can even remember when we were in the past, we felt like, as if we were stuck, as if we were in a place where it's uncom uncomfortable, especially when we think about things that people have done or if you can even think about past conversations, things that you didn't get to say when you, um, when you think you could have said it and you, know, you say, oh man, I should have said that when the person said this or you didn't have a quick counter, counter reaction. The Lord wants to say, hey, um, forget about that. All of that is a waste of time. Living in the past is not productive for the productive person. Because the Lord has given us so much opportunity. And when we think about living in the past, as, as Sister shared a couple months ago, about forgiveness. So living in the past might bring up some unforgiving thoughts of what persons have done to us. That is why the Lord said, as far as the east is from, from the west, so far has he forgotten our transgressions. And we are so thankful for God doing that to us. So let's get into the text. Remember, think about God, work, and worship. And I know sometimes when I even think about my past jobs and how exciting it was, some of it was was a learning experience. I was telling somebody that I was working at a hospital when I was in Florida and I think I was getting like $8 an hour. I, and my first day on the job, they gave me a brief instruction and I was working in the, in the kitchen department. So that means I was handling the, the dishes for the children. It was a children's hospital. And um, at the time, I was desperate for a job. So I said, Lord, you know, anything they have, I will take it. And um, I, was I was trying to get the, the position in the IT department, but the guy said, hey, there was nothing here. So he said, you know, you can take this and then, you know, in probably a couple of months, when the position available, we will draw you in. I said, okay. I don't so bad. I was thinking I was going to be there for like two or three weeks. I said, all right, I can maintain. And up to now, when I think about work in this country, that is the hardest job I ever done in my life. And it, it, it caused a lot of fear or and, and anxiety also because I had my same regular bills Plus, I had the child support that was coming out. So that means to even try to balance my, my checkbook, I had to do at least 18 hours, seven days a week. And somebody said, Kurt, that does all right. I said, that was my, my reality at the time. 16 hour days, seven days a week. And it was in, um, we call it, it was a dungeon. It was downstairs. You did not know if it was night or it was day. There was a clock in the far distance. You couldn't even see the hours on the clock. But every hour felt like a, like a half a day. The time moved so slow. It, it felt like I was in prison. Um, and I must confess that I lost a lot of weight um, during that moment. Persons who saw me said, Whoa, Kirk, you're working out? I said, Yes, bless God. Uh, 
I'm doing a job that was physically challenging and mentally draining. Um, I even now I don't know how I lasted so long. Um, there was so many work. It's a hospital. It had like 10 floors. And I think this was like a thousand patients or something like that. And we had to deliver the, um, they have to deliver the food, but we had to bring the containers and we have to wash them. In washing the containers is a process because this was a, um, a FDA regulated hospital that had to pass the test that government officials would come in. They would test the temperature of the water. They would test the, the, the sanitation and the desanitation area and the floors had to be clean. Everything had to be done um, very quickly and very neatly. So my first day of work, um, they showed me some brief stuff, but didn't, they didn't show me everything. And I stayed there. I came in 8 o'clock. I got my uniforms and filled out the form. I came off work 7 o'clock the next day. Somebody said, Kurt, that isn't possible. You mean you, mean you work 20, 23 hours? I said, yes, it's possible. So this is what happened. I was supposed to come off at five, which was the regular shift. And the guy who was supposed to come to take the next shift, he didn't show up. And I said, Kurt, could you just do as much as you can? And you know, all right. Well, remember, I don't know the process. I don't know the systems yet. And I stayed. And they told me never, I must never have even a dish or a plate in the, in the, in the counter area at even given time because the whole hospital could, could shut down. And I said, wow, that's a big responsibility. So I went in and I didn't know the thing. I was scrubbing the pots, cleaning the dishes, washing them, de um, sanitizing them, doing all of that. Then I had to go to each floor and pick up the container. There was a cart that we had to push. The cart was probably like 60, 70, almost like 100 pounds. With, with the wheels on it and, it and it was hard to maneuver and when you had a full load you couldn't take the, the regular elevator you had to take the service elevator which was all the way to the back on the floor and you have to go on every floor and come back down and bring it down empty it empty all of the, the food in it stack up the thing and try to run back upstairs to get all the things we, we had a hotline and the, the nurses will call and say, hey, this thing is full because the thing has been there and the food flies and all of that will come in, you know, because they say, no, we can't have it there. And I had to run back and forth. Man, I felt like I was training for the Olympics. Uh, I guess we would call it like a pushcart derby. But anyway, that's one of the moments I... I really cry out to, Lord, to the Lord. I mean, people will see me. I could come off work and my uniform plus my coat was soaked. And I could actually turn it and wring it. And water would come out of my clothing because I was sweating so much. And they said, Kirk, what is, what is that place? Why are you? And I said, no, I can't stop. I have to do it. And each day going into work was such a dreadful time. I remember driving into work like when I look on when I go home sometimes I'll come off at like um, 10 11 
Remember, I start at, at 6 or 8 because you have to go there early because you have to deal with the breakfast crowd. So you have to be there at 6, 7 at, at the latest. And some moments I'm going home 9, 10 o'clock because the work was so much. Like, they know that we could not finish all the tasks in one day and they weren't willing to hire more persons to help. They said, no, that was the budget and that's what we had to do. And I tell you, every day, I cried to the Lord and I said, Lord, there must be another way. There must be another way. And it, it came to one point when I said no. Like I, I, felt, I felt I will take the blunt of going into jail than continue doing that job because I know that job will eventually kill me. And one day I came in early. I take, took off my uniform, wrapped up my ID and all the equipment that they gave me and I put it at the door and I tell everybody goodbye. And one of the guys said, Kirk, where are you going? They said, I said, no, I can't do it no more. They said, wow, you know that you really um, encouraged us because so one of the guys said they never saw anybody work so hard doing a menial task. And they, I, I, unbeknownst to me, they were placing a bet to see how long I will last. And they said, wow, you really outlast everybody who came in. Because they know how hard that work was, and they know nobody stayed more than a week. And I stayed there a couple of months because I had responsibilities and all, you know. So we know that the Lord will have us in, in, a, in a hard position. And I tell you, that was one of the times I felt closest to the Lord because um, I'll, the, you, you couldn't even know the difference between the sweat and the tears because it was flowing at the same time. And I, and I said, Lord, please hear me. I, I, I don't know if you're not hearing me. And I, was so big, I couldn't even get to go to church. I have to try to read something online. And I said, Lord, thank you, though. Thank you for the opportunity. But I realized, I said, Lord, just release me. I couldn't do it anymore. And just like that, when I gave in my badge, I, I, I felt so relieved. I said, oh my God, I said, thank you. And just like that, I think I got a job afterwards. And I was like, wow. But I learned so much in that um, situation where I learned in any hard times, in times when you, um, you don't believe that God is there. That's when my, my faith was stretched. That's when I, um, every, I, I, I appreciated the moments of spending two minutes listening to a worship song. Everything, everything meant so much because those were the things that, that, that kept me in that working situation. I, I could able to, I, I think I had my phone and I brought an earplug and I could while I'm walking in the passageway or walking to the, to the elevator to go to the thing, I started to listen to the songs. And I was listening to the song and I was singing. And then found out that there were, there were other um, nurses there and there were Christians too. And I said, oh, Kirk, thank you so much. I really appreciate your singing. And, and we know, they know that it's such a hard job because they, they saw new persons every week. And they, was, they, they were encouraged. And I said, oh, thank you that you are encouraged. But 
the most, the, 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 the blessed, there was a moment I was going around the corner and I saw people gathering and I, I got a perception that something bad happened because I heard a lot of weeping. And I saw a guy at the corner and I said, sir, what's going on? He said, um, and it was f so funny. I didn't know while working there, the morgue was downstairs beside the kitchen. I didn't know that. And the guy said to me, my, my daughter just died. I don't know the guy. And I stopped and I said, sir, can I hug you? And he said, sure. And I, and I hugged the guy and both of us was bawling because we, we couldn't imagine. It was a little girl. It was a children's hospital. So, you know, it was a little girl and we cried, we cried, we cried. And I, and I didn't say anything. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, like it just happened. And all the family members were there. And I was just consoling him and hugging him. And I said, God love you. And, and you know, that was it. And I never saw him again. And he said, thank you. Thank you so much. And those were the moments that looking back, I could say, wow. It, it made some comfort. And there were some of the kids that I was able to, to get the opportunity to say hi to and play with. And some of them there, they didn't have any parents or their parents couldn't afford to be there every night. So when I go in the room, I could say hi to them. Or even though they tell us, don't, don't touch them, don't do that. You know, I was able to say hi and, and say, okay, um, I pray for you. And I said, okay, thank you, sir. And um, so in, such, in, in that short time, I, I realized I was still doing some work. But oh my God, the work was so hard. The work, uh, I mean, I, I have do, uh, I've done construction work working on rooftop, working in air conditioning, working in installation. But that work in the kitchen, that was the hardest work ever. And I remember when, when my dad came, he was doing three, four jobs. And, sir, I want to honor you for that because he did it and we didn't know the extent. They, they, they said when he came, he was sleeping on somebody's living room floor. And, I, and they actually showed me where it was. And I said, oh my God, he did all of that because he wanted us to be here. So when we think about the things that we go through and we think about um, God being there. And it says, for all the times you stood by me. For all the truth that you made me see. For all the joy you brought in my life. There were some part, parts of it was joyful. But in, in, in retrospect, God was still there. God was there in, in the midst of, because I was crying out to him, I, I, I was going down the line, you know, like you're going down the line and you're checking, Lord, did I do this? Did I do this? What did I? I, I was going back, I was checking everybody. Uh, didn't I sin? What? Man, this is much beyond. Forgive me. I was checking everything just to make sure I, I wasn't committing any sin and, and in my look of mine uh, everything looked clear but I said oh my god why am I struggling like this why no breakthrough you know and realized that he was there and, it, and oh my god it felt like 10 years the day the struggle the struggle was real
But we realize that God is with us so much. And let's go, go to the text quickly because the time, I think how the time is coming up. Yeah, of 10 minutes. This is what the Lord said in Isaiah 43. But now, saith the Lord, and this is the King James Version for anybody taking notes. King James Version, Isaiah 43. I'm just going to read some verses because it's, a, it's kind of a lengthy psalm, about 30 verses or so. But thus saith the Lord that created thee, he created us, he created me, O Jacob. He that formed thee, and we know that from Jeremiah that he, we are formed in, his mother's, in our mother's womb. And we are knitted. O Israel, fear not. So we realize we are going to go in challenging times. And if you are not in one, you are going to head in one. And one of the things that we have to remember is to fear not. Because he said, for I have redeemed thee. He has redeemed us. So that is the confidence that we have when we are faced with a hard situation at the place called work. We know, we know the work is hard. And there was a guy that um, we had a send away for somebody that left on Friday. And that guy was beaming. <laughs> he was gliding and he, he looked so different. Even persons who, who didn't know said, well, you're, you're looking so different. And he said, oh yes, um, today is my last day. But he did something um, weird. He, I, I told him I was upset to him because, man, you're, you've been such a, a good person in this place. What are we going to do now? <laughs> he said, um, don't worry, man. The, the, um, the other person will, will, will try, you know. And um, I saw a difference in him and so I said, what are you going to do? He said, man, I'm taking two long weeks off. He, he's right now somewhere in California. And I think he posted some pictures. And I said to him, man, that's a good, I like how you do it. You, you didn't just leave. You, he, he could have left the next day, but he actually took his time, took all his vacation time, and tell the other workplace, give me this time. And that was a good transition. So he's going into our next job fresh. And I said, oh my God, everybody was so envious uh, when he was, because we thought that, they said, oh, you're going to work Monday? He said, no, no, no. I'm taking some time off. And we're like, oh my God, that is such a good way to do it, to leave a company in that way and go into the new one, making sure everything is on good terms. And we know others don't get the opportunity because they say, no, I can't take it anymore. And today is my last day. So the Lord is with us. And this is what he said. When we pass, verse 2, when we pass through the waters, he said, I will be with thee. And when we go through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. That's the rivers, you know, roaring rivers coming down. This is the next part. This is the, the hardest part. When we walk us through the fire, those shall, those shall not be burned. I mean, we remember the Hebrew boys going through fire. And the fire now is a testing because the fire will burn anything that is not of a pure quality. So that is what I realized. The, 
the hardness of what I experienced at that job was to burn off any quarreling, any mean. I, I give up. I could only like all the complaining stopped. <laughs> I could not like. I, I complained so much. Oh, oh God, this work, wicked Lord. Why, why, why are you doing this to me? I, I was even blaming everybody. I, I was like Job, who was Job was counting. I said, No, it, it is me. It's not the Lord. Can I not receive bad, um, bad from the Lord? No, I thought I must have done something wrong. Uh, why the Lord have me suffer this way, not knowing that level of suffering? But then I realized that the Lord was had it to purify us. Sometimes we don't look at, at, at trials as purification. We, we look at it as, oh, must something bad. But the Lord, there's something that was in me that the Lord wanted to kill. And it, it, it's until I gave up, until I gave up and, and I start to, 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 instead of complaining, I start to worship. I started to give thanks that my, my, my mindset changed, even though the work was hard, until I got released. So he said, whenever we walk through the fire, we shall not be burned. Neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. And we know that the, the remnant, everything about a fire and the, the fire kindling, where it has been burning for a while. You know, when you have the logs on the fire, I, I don't know if anybody ever been to a, a camping trip when they're out in the woods and they have the fire burning all night. The kindling. I know some of us can say that they're, they're, they have experienced some trials that seems like it's not going anywhere. Some persons can say they have experienced not seeing any part of the breakthrough. Where, when is this breakthrough coming in? It's like we, we have been struggling for so long that we're like, oh my God, will this breakthrough ever come? Should I just give up now? Should I stop? And the Lord wants to say, no, continue. Because we don't know the day in which we're going to have the, the, the explosive reaction of the breakthrough. So he says, whenever the, 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 the fire is kindling upon thee, I am with thee. This is what he said in verse 3. Because the Lord wants to bring confidence in what we are going through. Remember, you know, we're thinking about God work and worship and all the three coming together this is what he said in verse 3 to comfort us because when the Lord bring any testing he has to comfort us we have to say Lord why and he, he's going to give us comfort but sometimes the, the comfort doesn't come as all we think this is what he said in verse 3 for I am the Lord thy God the Holy One of Israel the Savior I gave Egypt for the ransom, Ethiopia, Seba for thee. Since thou were precious in my sight. So the Lord called us precious in his sight. And you see, when we think about the precious metals and precious gold or diamond or any any anything that we want or that is precious to us, any material, it has to go through the fire. So the guy who was working the metal, he's going to tell you that the hotter the flame, the purer the metal is. Because what happened, you know, the flame is going to burn off anything to cause it not to be un, um, pure. 
That's what the flame does. The flame is a good thing. It burns off any impurities in the metal, any spots, any blemishes, and then it's just a pure metal. Like I said, it's the pure gold that is going to come out. And once the, the gold is there, then the person can do their work because now they have a pure piece of metal to work with. That's how it is in our life, saints, that the Lord wants to perfect us. He wants to, he, he, see, he sees that we are precious in his sight. And he says, we, we have been honorable. And he said, how have I loved thee? And so the Lord said, he loves us. And you see, uh, as a father said, I only discipline those I love. Those I, so if, you, if you're living and you're not getting any discipline, we can understand that, wow, the parent don't love you because he's seen you doing wrong and he's not making any corrections. And we saw that with Eli, when his sons were doing a lot of wrongs as priests, they were the junior priests coming up, they're the one that is going to take over the priesthood. They're the ones that are going to stand before the people and make offerings and make sacrifices. And the people said, no, we can't use your son, sorry. And they said, Why? Because your sons don't follow off after the Lord's way. And they're, they're doing wicked things and everything. And because Eli didn't correct them, it caused judgment to come down. So we said, whoa, let's put things in perspective. The Lord said that we are precious. He said that we are honorable. He said that he has loved us. Then he said he will give men for, for us and people for our lives. So he will send people to help us. Because sometimes we, we, we don't make the connection. We think that we are here alone to bata bata. And then for the next generation to come and bata bata. That, that's, a term, that's, that's a term for those who, are, who don't understand the language. The, the bata bata um, means to struggle immensely. Not just a regular struggle. Like you're not seeing hand to mouth. So it's a butter butter. Like if somebody will see a fish coming out of the water and you see the fish flap, uh, flapping, that fish is out of his element and will not live very long. So when somebody say, hey, how you doing? Why, I'm just a butter butter. So I so say, wow, you know that that person is struggling and they, they, they are at the point that they don't even ask you for much. They say, that's, that's, that's one dollar. <laughs> if you can spare one dollar. And so that's how we feel at times when we feel like we are so desperate. And we say, Lord, we need your help. But the Lord said he loves us and we are precious in his sight. And that those are things that we can hold on when we are at the workplace. When we feel like we need to call it quits. Because guess what? Sometimes they say it's the weak, it's the weak that run. When things get hard and people run, leave you. We say, no man, a person was weak. You, we could uh, endure. Because it's you know, It's those who endured to the end will get the things that the Lord have for us. So the Lord places us in a job or in a situation that is not good. How is our mindset in that place? Um, we, are, we have to remember to give God thanks. Verse 4 says, verse 5 says, Fear not, 
for I am with thee. I will bring thee seed from the east and gather them from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar and gather my daughters from the ends of the earth. So he's gathering the stuff. He's gathering the people. He's gathering the resources from every direction. The east, the west, the north, the south. And he's bringing for us. But we just have to hold on. We just have to hold on to the end. And my timer just ran. So I have two minutes of grace period. So he said, bring forth the blind people that have eyes. And the deaf that have ears. Tell all the nations to be gathered together. And let the people be assembled among them. Them, have them declare this and show us the former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses and that they may be justified or let them hear and say it is true. We are my, you are my witnesses, say the Lord, and thy servant in whom I have chosen that you may know and believe in me and understand that I am he and before me there is no God neither shall there be any after me so the Lord said he has chosen us right he has redeemed us for us to believe in him because how can you not go through a, a situation and come out a different person and guess what once you come out of the, the thing then you can be the witness of the thing that you struggled and you can say wow the Lord was with me the whole time and I'm so thankful. Because once you are coming out of a burning building, nothing but thanksgiving. But it's just to endure for a little while. And I tell you, the while might feel longer than it should. But don't run out on your own. Because it's, it's worse to run out on your own and, and don't have the covering. Because he said that he's with us. And he says, even I am the Lord. And he said, beside me, there is no one. We know that. There is no one like the Lord. There is no one that we, we can call upon. He is God alone, as we were singing in the songs earlier. And I have declared and I have saved thee and I will show you all this thing. And you are going to be my witnesses, say the Lord, for I am God. And we understand that he, he said that in verse 15. I am the Lord, the Holy One, the Creator of Israel. You are King. Thou shalt say, which make it a way in the sea. And, and he make a path in the, in the mighty waters. Remember the, the waters and the flood that Moses went through. He made a path through the waters. The thing that seemed impossible. God says he's going to make a way. As long as we keep with him. And we don't run from the situation. He's going to bring forth the chariot and the horses, the army and the power shall he bring down. This is what he says now, we're wrapping up. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing and I shall spring forth and you shall know it, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and a river in the desert. Thanks be to God. Lord, we are so thankful for your word today. 
Lord, with great understanding, with great tribulation, we are so thankful for redeeming us. Lord, we are so thankful for causing your love to be with us. When we are struggling in the work situation, when we are struggling at home, when we don't understand your judgments, when we don't understand your favor and your, your blessing, we can count this thing to you and say, Lord, you said, you said you are our God. You said you will redeem us. You said you will cause your blessing to be upon us. You said that if we walk through the fire, we will not be burned. You said if we walk in the water, we will, we will not drown. If we walk on the rivers, it will stand up and stand still. We saw the evidence of your power, your might, working with the people of God. We started working through Moses. We started working through Elijah. Lord, we want to see those things happening in our lives so that we can testify of your goodness. Because without any trial, there's no te testimony and no witness of your goodness. We're, we're just going to be living and existing as regular men. But we are not. We are precious in your sight. We are like a chosen vessel. You have chosen us to go through life and to give you glory in everything that we are going through. Even though sometimes we may not agree. But as long as we, stead, we are steadfast in you, your goodness is there. Because he said, you are with us wherever we are. You are. And Lord, we are so thankful. And for those who haven't yet come into the saving knowledge of your grace, Lord, our challenge is that accept the Lord before it's too late. Accept him. He's a good God. He said there is no other God beside him. There is no other God before him and there is no God after him because he's the only true and living God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And remember, he doesn't promise you a bed of rose. But he said, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. We have full confidence and full knowledge of our God. But it's for us to activate the blessing and to walk in power. And to walk as pure gold. To purify the gold and the metal, it has to go through fire. It has to go through testing. As we remember, any product that we buy or purchase has to go through testing. You cannot buy a car and the car hasn't been tested and going through. The, that's why they have all those crash tests. It has to be tested before it can go into the public. And even if it was, so there's a fault, they have to recall it. They have to call back every one of the, 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 the instruments. But thanks be to God. The Lord is perfecting us. He's, we are on the training field. We are, we are training. We are growing. We are, we are understanding God's goodness. We are, we are testifying of, of, the, of his faith. We are working in situations where we do not like, but we, we get up every morning and we are energized. We're, we're not feeling as tired as before. We, we could remember days that once it's 3 o'clock, you feel like you're going to faint. But now we are, we are extending through the end of the day. And when we reach home, we say, thank, thank you, God. And the next day we say, thank you for being with us. So this is God work and worship so may the love of God be with you may his precious Holy Spirit abide with you now and forevermore may you come to a saving knowledge of his grace 
May you come to understand his peace, peace while intestine. May you come to see his favor upon your life. May you come to understand the blessing and the love that he said that he has loved us as precious ones. Ones who are chosen for his purpose. May you always be thankful in everything that you are going through. May you always come to, to know that he is a good, good God. And we are ever thankful for your blessing. So go in peace. Go in knowing all of this. And make, make me a blessed time we get to see each other again. With God's grace and mercy. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Thank you guys for listening. And have a wonderful Sunday. Be good.
brothers, 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 make some noise. Brothers, 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 this is what you're going to do. One, two, three. for listening to New Life Horizon Church. Thank you for being here with us, for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen and to worship with us. It's a great opportunity to be a blessing. So if you wish to contact us, you may contact us at 469 333-0397. If you have a prayer request, whatever the problem may be, we are willing to pray with you. We are willing to walk alongside you. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week.